0: Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is Five O Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 923 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Five O Info. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. Once again, we're coming to you from Phoenix Police Headquarters, beautiful downtown Phoenix. And I'm joined today by PIO Sergeant. Melissa Solis.
1: hello how are you good
0: great thanks welcome and our special guest uh, today lieutenant Rachel Warren hi
2: good morning how are you
0: good welcome appreciate you being here
2: thank you for the invite
0: appreciate you what meeting did you leave to get out <laughs> to get over here to do this
2: <laughs> I was leaving a comstat meeting so yeah. a lot of, a lot of data a lot of stats and uh, talk of strategies so yeah. happy to be here
0: it's important stuff well anyway I uh, I brought you both here because I wanted to talk about uh, training and leadership. Uh, the reason is is that, uh, you know, Chief uh, Sullivan places a, a tremendous amount of importance on training uh, and leadership. And I, as a 25-year member of this department, place a huge uh, amount of importance on the leaders that shaped me, those that I choose to mentor. Even the ones that could have learned a few things along the way helped me become a better supervisor because don't you kind of see what goes wrong and learn from that? I mean, you guys have been supervisors for quite some time, at least. Uh, Those are some of the lessons that I think that we're looking for to help us become better leaders. Am I right?
2: I agree. Yeah, I think no matter uh, who you work for, I think there's an opportunity to learn something from them, whether it's something you want to do or something you maybe don't want to take into your next leadership role.
0: Yeah, so I, uh, we're we're constantly out in the community looking for those people who want to find that little piece of them that connects with us as a department, as an agency, as a law enforcement profession. The people that want to serve, the people that want to g- stand up that first day of the academy when they're getting yelled at by their sergeant and the other officers in the room. Then we ask them, "Why do you want to be a police officer?" Uh, the number one reason, or the most often heard reason, is, "Do you know what I did? Do you know what it is? Do you know what I'm saying?" To help people. Yeah, <laughs> to help people <laughs> to make a difference in their communities, right? So uh, that's what we're after. But thinking long terms, how many? A- and one particular person that was in my academy class that made an impression on all of us. She stood up and she says, "I want to be police chief one day." <laughs> that, wow, that's that's pretty ambitious. Uh, she she never was, but she's making uh, strides in the community anyway. She's she's taken up a, a cause that has uh, really made a difference across the board. But those little things that you bring with you, those inspirations uh, that 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 you tap into that make you think about, okay, what, I got my first five years on as officer. What do I want to do now? You know, do I want to promote? Do I want to go on to do other things? Or maybe even sometimes we get people who say, you know, this is just enough police work to point me in the right direction of where my life needs to go, and they leave, and they go on to do other things, right? So um, really what it does is it affords us that chance to really find out who we are and what we can do. kind of pushes you to the limits, so. But in all of our uh, interactions and classes and uh, friend groups and circles, there are those informal leaders who step up and actually get promoted and go on to do other things. And we can all think of those types of people, those people by name in our careers that have kind of shaped our our, our, our career path, those leaders that stepped up. And I have no doubt that both of you, Sergeant Salis and Marie, uh, Lieutenant Warren, are, are names that pop up into people's heads and say, I, I am inspired by their path. They are the kind of boss that I want to work for or work with, you know. So, uh, you know, it turns into competition, really, where they they, they look at you as, like, I want to be that person. Um, So uh, we're going to talk about some leadership training that you had both been afforded to go to separate uh, situations, different um, educational uh, facilities and, and different locations. But what we did, and this doesn't happen very often, it's, it, it happens, but because there's so many of us, there's over 2,000 of us here, it doesn't get to happen to everybody all the time. But the ones that we do uh, send away to training, we get back a return on our investment. It is, it is, it is very worth the time um, spent, the money spent, the heartache. Um, Melissa, we sent you to Louisville, Kentucky. For the Southern Police Institute's uh, Leadership Academy, essentially. Um, it's a master's level education where you are doing master's level work, academic, but you're also networking, you're also doing projects, you're doing assignments. Tell me about that experience because you were gone for three months, essentially, out of the office where we didn't hear you on the radio and we didn't see you on TV, but everybody here, had zero problems maybe it was because I told them don't you're not gonna have a a problem with this but they work for me but no we were all very happy to send you away for that period of time to learn what you learned just give me an overall impression of when you got there what you thought was gonna happen versus what you took from it
1: yeah so when I went there I kind of went in with an open mind I've never been to Kentucky before so that was a whole experience going there um, I've never been away for three months at a time, away from home, family, pets, uh, and work. So the whole experience was it was stressful, but it was also really nice to be a part of something and to be in this class in Louisville with 33 other students from around the nation. We had as far as Alaska, um, several in Florida and North Carolina, South Carolina just everywhere throughout the nation. So it was really cool to see the different agencies and the different sizes and what they have to offer as well.
0: What You were, you were a sergeant. W- were Was it just for sergeants or who made up the class?
1: So it was uh, it was all leadership positions. So anywhere from sergeant and other agencies have different level of rank. So captain, uh, colonels, uh, some just they all have different ranking systems. So it's sergeant all the way up to some assistant chiefs and deputy chiefs.
0: So supervisors at various levels. Correct. Okay, So everybody here there is in a position of uh, formal leadership, but they can bring whatever they learned back right. to their academy. And then um, we were talking before we started recording, but, uh, Rachel, you asked, if, Melissa, would you, would you move to Kentucky? Would you move to Louisville?
1: <laughs> I'll say this. They are so kind. Everyone there is so sweet. So that, that was the first impression I got there is – Just the city, the city is so nice. They're so welcoming. Uh, The school was beautiful. Uh, We were on University of Louisville campus. I was staying in a dorm and everybody there was just very welcoming. It's a beautiful city.
0: So I'll put you on the spot and I'll ask you, what what did you get out of this that you may not have gotten by staying here?
1: I, I learned so much about how some of the problems or the issues that we see in policing here in such a large agency is very similar to other agencies. Other smaller counties that have, you know, maybe 20 to 50 sworn personnel deal with a lot of the same issues that we are dealing with or that we see. So we might think that we're the only one struggling with hiring or retention or, you know, uh, disgruntled workers. It's the same across the nation. And I think that that's something that we can all work and try and figure out, well, how do we fix this moving forward? And How do we police in, you know, 2024 in this new, this new world?
0: Did it change your expectations of yourself as a supervisor or will it shape the way that you lead those that you supervise?
1: I think I, I really, I had to do a lot of classwork, a lot of research, a lot of reading. And I think it just really opened my mind to other ideas, other theories that we had to read about, learn about. And, yeah, it kind of just jump-started me. I felt excited to come back. I felt excited to tell everybody what I found out and read and learned. Um, so it, the whole experience was really good.
0: That's awesome. So we're talking with Sergeant uh, Melissa Saliz, PIO Sergeant, who's recently returned from training, leadership training in Kentucky. And uh, we're going to shift over to Lieutenant Rachel Warren. I'm going to ask you about your trip. And this, uh, you went to Washington, D.C., it was the D.C. Metro Police Leadership Academy, is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay, how long was that?
2: It was a three-week leadership academy, but it was broken up into two different portions. So the first uh, segment or the first uh, semester of it was two weeks long, uh, and then the second portion was just the week-long okay. training.
0: What, what were your expectations going over there? Because you, you had to apply for this, correct?
2: You did, yeah. You had to do a letter of recommendation and submit your resume um, and a cover letter to attend the training.
0: And then uh, how many other um, agencies or ballpark it were there with you going through this class? Because I'm assuming it was multi-agency.
2: It was, absolutely, yeah. Uh, We actually had other countries there as well. So there was uh, officers from Qatar, there was Germany uh, represented there as well, and then we had officers from around the US. So there was 72 attendants. In total,
0: wow. So, w- what was that dynamic? That international dynamic. Uh, it was it kind of like what Sergeant Sleese was talking about, where the problems are the same no matter where you go. Or what was the international perspective?
2: Um, so, I think with Germany, there was a lot of things that mirrored the issues that we're facing here in the U.S. as well. Uh, that were similar and across the other agencies as well within the U.S. Um, it was uh Qatar that was I think the off off uh, hand one there that just was not There was a lot of lessons that we were talking about in regards to maybe some of the protests or riots that had occurred, and we were doing debriefs on those, uh, and the officers were like this would never happen in Qatar. It just wouldn't happen. Uh, so they've never faced a lot of the, uh, some of the challenges that we've had here. But yeah, I think overall in regards to um, staffing, I don't think they had staffing challenges or hiring challenges there as well. So th- there were some things that I think mirrored uh, and then others that, uh, you know, they they have some um, things that differed from what we're experiencing here.
0: Okay, so you show up, it's the first day. I don't know if you're in uniform or not, but I'm, I'd imagine there was a time when you introduced yourself to everybody. and You said you were from Phoenix, Arizona. What was their reaction? What was their impression? Or did they have any idea uh, about what it's like out here for us? Uh,
2: I think Phoenix overall has a fairly good reputation, but um, I think the general impression from other agencies, because these were larger agencies, we had a lot of from uh, Oregon, Seattle, a lot of obviously around Washington, D.C., Baltimore. So I think overall their impression was that it's hot and how do you survive in a, you know, 120 plus degree weather. But I think, uh, you know, a lot of similar large agencies that we were dealing with there as well. So uh, my initial impression walking in, uh, this was probably unlike any training I've attended in regards to the caliber. Um, You know, you walk in and It just felt different Uh, you just knew you were going to experience something completely different than you had just a normal I wouldn't even call it a training Uh, it certainly met the expectation of an Academy
0: Mm -hmm. and and how proud of you are you of yourself not only were you selected because you had to apply for this but you were selected you got there you made it through you came back with what you brought back you got to be proud of yourself
2: uh, yeah, I mean, I've, it definitely is an accomplishment for for sure, and it's something that I am very proud of, and I'm and I'm very thankful that I got to attend. I feel like I got a lot out of it. Um, I just, you know, I tell you, being a mom with having two young kids, uh, the FBI and a academy is, was something that, you know, we traditionally do here in Phoenix. Uh, and the s-
0: Federal Bureau of Investigation National Academy. That's a separate, longer, extended program where they go to Quantico. We'll send a representative, one for every class, and then that's a similar collegiate-style training that you're talking about, right?
2: Correct. And I would almost say that this is just an abbreviated version of that. So the caliber of instructors, the caliber of instruction and what you're taking away from it, the discussions that are facilitated in class were exceptional. Uh, Unlike, again, it stands out from any training I've taken. Uh, But this, for me, being a young mom or being a mom with young kids, I I don't have the opportunity to leave the state for a on end. So, um this was definitely an opportunity for me able to attend this training, um get this experience and then still not take that much time away from my kids where uh you know the the home life starts suffering there. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so I'll ask you both, uh what are you guys going to do with this? With with this experience? What are you what are you going to do with it now that you've been through it? Now that we've sent you away to these uh, prestigious uh, locations have gotten the training that that not everybody is afforded.
2: <laughs> Melissa, I'll start I'm that one, I guess. You guys <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead, it. LT. I think I think my initial. Um, expectation leaving here was that I was going to network and I was going to learn and that was you know really uh, being out of state for a training really does uh, increase the opportunity to network because you're forced to every night you're going out to dinner or you're uh, meeting with them you're having these conversations out of a classroom setting uh, you're not just running home and going straight home and taking care of whatever you need to do to manage your household um, so leaving here my expectation yes learning learning Uh, networking. When I came back, there was a huge increase of almost like a sense of duty and responsibility that I was going to take this. And it was, you need to promote, you need to continue to move through the department and help um, shape it to just get better.
0: Yeah, well, we're happy to have you back. We're proud of you both. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) And uh, thank you for passing on what you've learned to those that are uh, coming up behind us. So I want to thank you both, Lieutenant Rachel Warren, for uh, joining us, uh, PIO Sergeant Melissa Solis. I want to thank my producer, Pablo. I want to thank Bonneville for the time. And as always, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earning a cash reward and remaining completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together and be safe out there. You've been listening to Five O info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.